What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast. Hapticast. Episode number um, 93. I'm joined by the uh, the finger blast and expert, Brett Roberts. What's going on, everybody? For those that are watch- or watching, for those that are listening to the audio version of the podcast, you might uh, behoove you to uh, know that Brett likes to do finger guns when we begin each episode, and now he has added... Uh, gun effects to them that's right because because well why not i don't know i guess you're right why not fuck me how are you i'm good man i'm excited for um for later this week we're gonna be sitting down with (laughs) josh rubin big announcement i hope i just peaked everybody's ears right off the bat tell your forehead got really bright from when you leaned forward like that yeah tell go tell them again so uh, this for those this, of you that don't know, this Friday we are going to be interviewing uh, award-winning actor, writer, and director Josh Rubin of Werewolves Within, Scare Me, Wounded Fawn, and Blood Relatives fame. He's going to be on Hapticast. We're going to do a full podcast with him. It's going to be a great time. I'm really excited to sit down and talk some horror movies with him, and we might be able to squeeze some game talk out of him as well. So. If you're interested in horror movies, if you're interested in uh, writing, if you're interested in directing or acting, might be a really good podcast to listen to. So uh, stay tuned. We're interviewing them on Friday, and it's going to release next Tuesday. Correct. Which means we probably won't be live next Tuesday. No. Gives us a little week off. Yep. Quote, unquote. Gives you guys something a little different. Also, I would assume after the Game Awards, things will be quiet. For the remainder of the year. Yeah. For the remainder of the year in video games. Unless anything happens with this Microsoft Activision crap, which continues to fester, which we haven't talked about in weeks, but continues to have like major developments. Mm. Uh, pretty tired of hearing about it. When something is definite, I think is when we'll talk about it next. Because otherwise, I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm on the same page as you. I don't really want to talk about that anymore. So Yeah, I'm pretty sick of it, uh, you know, and we're not journalists, so we don't have to talk about it, and you can eat my butt, so. Yep. All right, topic rundown for you, Brett. Uh, well, first of all, actually, before I do that, make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you're following us on Twitch. You follow us on social medias. All links can be found in the description of audio, YouTube, feeds, etc. If you're not following us, you're bad, and we don't like you, so do that. All right, yep. we are going to be doing our media consumption update, although it might be a little bit lighter this week because some of the stuff, you know, as we're watching kind of to prep ourselves for this Josh Rubin interview, um, we might, we're, might, we are going to hold off on talking about it until we have the man himself here uh, to discuss those things. Yes. And then this week, we're hopping right into it. We're hopping right into it. As the title suggests, we're talking about the Game Awards. This is acting as a Game Awards preview. We're giving you all the the skinny on the rumors and the leaks from the Game Awards coming up with any major announcements. Uh, And then also... Nice. Thanks. And also, uh, we're going to give our predictions for the winners for the Game Awards. And then also, just like we've done in the past, discuss who we think is probably actually going to win, whether we agree with it or not. And then that'll... That's right. And that'll be it for it for this week. So it's, you know, it's a kind of one or two topic week, although it's really the same thing, uh, you know. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. The Game Awards stuff usually, when we cover Game Awards, it usually goes over 
So the fact that we're making it our sole discussion point for today, I think it's going to equate to somewhere around the same as usual. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, It's a big topic. And then also, of course, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we're, now, we got an email today from Jeffy Jeff. Yes. In our inbox email. Mm Mm-hmm. Confirming again that since we're such good friends with him, that we are co-streamers this year. Right. However, I don't think we're going to be co-streaming. Am I correct? I don't think we are. Okay. Because you you can't, so I'm not probably going to do it. I can't. You're more than welcome to, if you want to. If you want to bring, uh, you know, old friend of the show on, well, current friend of the show, old guest on with you, you can. Or I also think it's fine if we just do a wrap up. You know, yeah. we're prepping for the the Josh Rubin stuff. You know, apparently the Game Awards are supposed to be shorter this year, which is good, which we'll talk about. But it could I, be a great Game Awards and could. we're not going to live stream it. it. I mean, it could. But I also I'm kind of done with the Game Awards after last year, to be honest with you. You know, we, we do a lot of production for it. We have in the past um, and graphics and, and video packages yeah, and then we get and... fucked. So. Uh, and what Josh means is, yeah, copyright just, claims. Yeah. I don't, I really don't want to deal with it. Um, and that's it. So, okay. Well, all right. What do you, what are you playing, watching, doing, Brent? So, as you said, I, you know, a lot of Josh Rubin stuff as I'm prepping for this interview we're going to do on Friday that's going to be releasing next Tuesday. Um, so I did watch Wounded Fawn, his newest project, uh, that he is the lead in. Correct. I'll say this I loved it. Great movie. Great film. If you if you want to know my thoughts before the Josh Rubin interview, follow me on Letterboxd at Brett Rob. Uh, I'm on Same, there. but I'm not at Brett Rob. Yeah, you'll find him on there. We I mean, all we do is like each other's stuff. So you'll find Josh on mine, probably. Yeah. And vice versa. Also, the links are in the fucking description. So the links are in the description. Uh, I also watched his uh, his second directorial uh, film, uh, Werewolves Within, which oh, yeah. is probably his biggest commercial film. I would probably say. Yeah, uh, I've never flick, finished huh? the whole thing. Yeah, it's a decent little flick. It's uh, it's it's charming. It's cute. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about it now. I, I liked it a lot. Way better than the video game franchise by Ubisoft. The one game franchise. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't really watched anything else besides that in terms of movies, TV shows. I'm watching Chainsaw Man. Still. So I'm watching the English dub. I'm a couple episodes behind the Japanese version, so I'm not caught up all the way with everyone else that watches the sub. Um, listen, man. Well, did you... Let yes. me ask you, did you catch up? Yes. Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you right now. The show slaps, dude. It fucking does, dude. I mean, wh- what else could you want? The main I, motivation is just boobs. And I, I can't tell you anything else other than it fucking slaps. It slaps so hard. Um, so I texted you about. Wait, did I text you about episodes five and six? I did. Episode I five. You, you texted me about episode five. You texted me prior to episode six being on our streaming service. Right, but I told you I was like, "Yo, this is really. Yeah. I like what they're doing here right now." Yeah. Um. So they do this whole this whole story where they're trapped on in this hotel on this one floor in the, the eighth hotel floor, right. on the eighth floor. And uh, I didn't expect it to go there. I, I don't know. It was the show wasn't very deep in terms of like little episode long scenarios like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we we got into one and I was like, oh, OK. And now the gang is stuck in this hotel. They got to figure out a way out. And um, I, I was really, really digging it. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. So, happy to uh, 
happy to finish finish episode seven when it drops finally in English. Mm-hmm. All right, games. Pokemon Scarlet. I beat the Elite Four. Nice. I am about to go into the post game stuff. You gonna complete and, Pokedex? Uh, I don't know. I really haven't been catching everything. I've just been doing other things. Um, I think okay. that might be my next goal, though, is trying to catch everything. But I don't. I don't know if I fully grasp the scope firmly of how much it? there is. Yeah, I don't know if I can firmly grasp the scope of Pokemon that I am, am actually going to have to catch. Okay. I think I'm going to wait until the Pokemon. Um, uh, what is it called now? Pokemon Home. Mm-hmm. That support is coming in the early next year, and you'll be able to just transfer Pokemon to the game from. Po- Bless you, Josh is about to sneeze. He's he looks like he's going to explode. Okay. And he's breathing out of his mouth now. You all right? Sorry. Yeah. That one was okay. just fucking vomited everywhere. Oh. Okay. Continue. Um, yeah, rather than go around catching Psyducks and fucking, you know, Pokemon that are just in every other game, I'm just going to transfer all them bitches from... I already have them, just in a different game. And then all I'll have to do is get the new guys, right? Which there's not that many of anyway. Right. And then you and I... I've been playing a little bit of Gundam Evolution. Yeah, man, we have. Pretty fun. Yeah, it's all right. When you win, it's very fun. When you lose, it's very bad. Yeah, listen, it's I mean, it's Overwatch with Gundams. Um, yeah, it's not as polished, obviously, as Overwatch is, but you know, it's it's fine. It's fun. I do think some of the game modes are better than Overwatch, though. Oh, that is well, everything in regards to Overwatch is better than that, or the Gundam Evolution is better than that. Right. But yeah, no, yeah, it's it's all right. It's cute. Yeah. That's all I got. So what do you got? Uh, I got a couple more things than you. Uh, Everything that we just said, um, Chainsaw Man, Scare Me, Wounded Fawn. um, We'll talk about those next week. Um, All right, games. In addition to what you said. First of all, started the Halo campaign with our friends, Sean and Steven. Yeah. Dude. I th- probably just because it's in co-op and I don't really know what's going on in the story and I don't care. Having a good time with it, to be honest with you. Played it for a long time. We were up to like four in the morning that one night. Oh my god! Dude, we fucking went to town, brother. We went wow. To t- <clears throat> we went to town. For the record, I was with them in the party at like 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went to town and it's fun. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. But the open world aspect and getting to play with your friends in an open world like that in like a really big sandbox is actually really fun. Okay. That's what I was going to ask because, yeah, it's the first time it's been open world. Yeah. So it's just so fucking stupid. And like the one thing we're also trying to get all the skulls and the collectibles and a good portion of our night was we definitely could have went back. Yeah, we definitely could have went back and done it later, (laughs) but we spent a good hour trying to get on top of a building like a massive structure just to get a skull. And doing... Oh, I did that one. I did that one. You have to use your grappling hook to yeah. get to the top and of it. Like, yeah. Dude, it was like stuff like that. It's like so stupid, but like it's really fun. Yeah. It's really That fun. one was fucking abysmal. Um, And I don't like 343 and I think they're terrible, but I think there is actually something to this game, um, especially in co-op, which is such a travesty that I wasn't fucking there at launch. <laughs> so. Right. Um, other than that, uh, I started Pentiment on my Xbox as well. This is an Obsidian uh, visual novel game. Um, it is Danganronpa. It is. Really? It, it's Danganronpa, but in 
I don't know, the 1800s or whenever it takes place in a more a very stylistic visual novel form. Right. Um, I just got to the first murder, and that's all you need to know. I'm looking at it right now. It's interesting. There's some RPG elements too, light RPG elements as far as picking your background and stuff like that, which unlock different dialogue options and, you know, pretty boilerplate stuff, but... Um, Sorry, I'm burping up a storm. I never would have imagined that this game was a murder mystery, uh, Danganronpa-esque game. That's what it seems like. Um, and that's what I was told, and that's why I um, I was listening to Defining Dukes, which is an Xbox po- Xbox podcast hosted by Mr. Matty Plays and uh, Lord Cognito over at Last Stand Media, and they were talking about it. And mm-hmm. Cog said, it's Danganronpa, just get to the first murder. And I said, done. I mean, bet. It's uh, And it's a Game Pass game, so... Um, I will get That's back, cool. I will get back to that at some point, but these next two games are why I stepped away from it. First of all, Midnight Suns started this on my PS5. Yeah. I really love it. That's I awesome. Re- to hear. I, I really do. Uh, it is a card based persona game. Now you're not, um, with superheroes. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like you, you were so out of like the Marvel everything. Yeah. Are you back in now? No, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit, but this is fun. But do you like any of these Marvel characters in the game? Yeah, Yeah, I think they're interesting. I've never heard of a lot of them before. I mean, there's Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Captain Marvel, which I knew. The rest Mm -hmm. of them, I didn't. Oh, and Ghost Rider is in it, too. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of them, never heard of them before. Don't really care how they play into the larger things, but it's fun. It's Persona. There's relationships. There's relationship statuses, levels. It gives you combat can I bonuses. Fuck Iron Man. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that with anybody yet, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about Midnight Suns is, though, is it's making me motion sick. Uh, explain that. What do you mean? So not in combat, because that's like you know a tactics based type thing with the cards. But there's a hub world that you go back to to facilitate these relationships and do stuff around the grounds. It's called the Abbey, and it's it's your home, basically. And that's where you go to talk to characters and stuff like that, but it's you can run around. It's free camera. You can run around like an RPG. And there are – part of the issue is that their frame rate is not 100% locked, so it's variable. But the other part of it is there's like really bad camera bob and shake. And I think those two things combined are giving me motion sickness when I look at it. Whoa, that's really weird. And on console, there's no sliders for any of that, except yeah. to re- except to reduce um, how fast the camera goes, the sensitivity. Interesting. So I actually tweeted at the official Midnight Suns account because I'm not the only person having this issue. Um, other people are having the issue also on PC, but PC, you can there's more options, obviously. Right. Uh, I'm not the only one. So I might actually have to put it down for a little bit because I it makes me physically ill to play. <laughs> That's really interesting, actually. Who would have thought? Such a weird thing to, to mess you up. I know. And the first few hours it was fine, but it's more linear-based. until And when it really started opening up, uh, kind of last night when I was playing it, I was like, oh, God, I'm like like unwell right now. And the only reason I even know what motion sickness really feels like is because of VR. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't get it normally, like in the car yeah. or... Nothing yeah. else gives it to me except that. Or like watching sometimes like IMAX domed theaters have given it to me in the past at like exhibits and stuff. But I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. 
So what up, Christian, in the chat? And then last but not least, and then we'll move on to the Game Awards stuff. Um, Callisto Protocol, I beat it and platinum. I beat it and platinumed it. Um, I, I, I truthfully, I think the game is beautiful. Um, I think it is the most, the highest level of visual fidelity I've ever seen in a video game. I think 70% of the time it runs well. Um, I think there are interesting elements to the story. And I think that is all I have nice to say about it. See you around. Bye bye. It's one of the worst video games I've played in my entire life. Gameplay that's is really gameplay that's is really fucking hard to hear, man. Gameplay is king. The combat for this game is the most abysmal thing I've played in my life. And my biggest complaint, and I had the same issue with Final Fantasy VII. I have a controller right here. Is when a video game, you have a controller in your hand and you're playing it, and a video game goes, hey, let me take that from you real quick. No, oh, nice, dude. And it's just like, hey. Wait, wait, wait. It's like, hey, let me take that from you real quick. Oh, whoa, oh, 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 wait. I got it. <laughs> um, And it puts loading screens in front of you, doors that you have to open, hallways you have to shimmy through, doesn't let you run. You know, when it's loading something or when there's a specific area, I fucking hate it. And this game is full of it. And it's for loading. I get that. Don't do it. So, you know how our friend Dan is, like, very much against these, like, uh, very nar narrative-driven um, PlayStation games like Last of Us and God of War and stuff like that? I feel like he thinks that those games are what you're describing, but they're yeah, not. Those they're are not. The, those do it well. I just played Whereas... God of War. Right. I have one complaint about God of War, and it has nothing to do with anything that I just described. Right. But I feel like that's what they think these uh, that those games are. Like, they take the control out of your hand, you're watching a movie. Right. right. But I think that's what the Callisto Protocol really kind of is, right? It's it's beautiful. It looks great. But there's so many moments that I'm hearing where it straight up takes the controller out of your hand, and you just are watching things kind of happen yeah. around you. And, and when not, you do get to play, it's awful. I'm not, I'm not even talking about cutscenes. I'd rather watch a cutscene and it load behind the cutscene or something. I'd literally rather you give me a loading screen, actually, than right. making, putting me through these corridors that I know are loading, taking 20 seconds to open a fucking door, taking 15 seconds to shimmy through this fucking hallway. Like, just don't do it. And then when you finally get to do it, the combat is so infuriating. The worst dodge system I've seen in my life, it's mapped to the stick that you move your character with. Mm -hmm. Who came up with that idea? It's There's garbage. no option to change that? No. Why? Did you get, like, haven't we agreed that you map dodge to a button? It's like, haven't we agreed that the camera goes to the right stick? Haven't we agreed that A is the end? Like, there's all these things that modern video games have agreed on that we play video games as now. And you trying to change the formula, especially to such a ridiculous control on a controller when I'm moving my fucking character is terrible. Right, and you can't use, like, oh, it was built on PC like as an excuse because the game runs like shit on PC. This it, game was optimized for does. consoles, right? It does. So yes. the console controls should be, like, 100% good. Right, and it's just so infuriating, man. And the checkpoint system is broken. It, like, 
it'll put you back so far and there's a lot of upgrade stuff that you do that like if you die after you upgrade you have to go back and redo the upgrades because it didn't save collectibles don't track like checkpoints yeah. don't track like it's just a fucking mess man it really christian, is christian in the chat said didn't callisto come out like two days ago last week yeah. it's very short i beat it i platinum it in 12 hours okay and and then he said, speaking of ridiculous control schemes on a controller, Gundam Evolution, I had to remap the fuck out of it. Oh, that. yeah, we did too. So did we. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have anything really nice to say about Callisto, so that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. What else? That's it. That's all I have. All right. Well, then I think it's time that we talk about the Game Awards, Josh. If you wouldn't mind, can you please roll the intro so we can start the show? Yeah. Thanks. Let's hop into talking about the Game Awards. The show is going to be basically split up into two segments today. The first part is talking about the rumors and leaked announcements and confirmed announcements that will be at the Game Awards. Um, and then followed by us giving our predictions um, about who's going to win the Game Awards slash who we think is going to win the award. Okay? Sounds good. All right. So, <laughs> you're so bad. So... First of all, um, let's see. Usually the Game Awards has a bunch of world premieres, right? Jeff Keighley that is correct. kind of has sort of pri prided himself on that. Um, the things that are confirmed, first of all, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor gameplay trailer is confirmed for the show, right? Yeah, and that game actually went up for pre-order on all platforms. Uh, so March I don't know of if it was next year, right? Yeah, March fifteenth, and I don't, I don't think, I don't know if they were trying to announce it early or not, but it was announced early, and it went up on Steam, and then everything kind of just came out. So, right. Um, apparently, Activision has teased a new Crash Bandicoot game. Have you uh, seen anything I, about this? I've heard absolutely nothing about that at all. Okay, cool. This is all coming from Game Ramp, by the way. This is just a roundup, um, and I'm also not going to do my research on this because I don't care enough. Um, Bandai Namco has teased Tekken Eight, apparently. Okay. Let's see this. Yeah, Tekken 8 teasing appearance at the Game Awards. Okay. Oh yeah, with that trailer thing that they showed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, and then what was the last thing here? Uh, Epic Games and 505 Games right. teased an announcement, and Larian Studios has teased its presence at the Game Awards too. But I don't know who that is. So. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. Anyway, that's what's quote unquote confirmed. Here's the rumors. First of all. And probably the one that we're most interested in is Elden Ring DLC. Yep. So From Software is opening Elden Ring's Coliseums on December 7th, the day before the show. 
Okay, despite many pleas, it is there for a significant DLC announcement. This could be an appetizer ahead of the show, or it could be all that fans hear from From Software this year. What do you think? Right. So they just announced their Coliseums DLC thing, where basically all of the Coliseums that were in the game are now going to open up, and you can do PvP and and um, you know team battles and whatnot and fight each other inside of Coliseums in Elden Ring. Right. <clears throat> so I don't know why they would announce that right before the Game Awards, unless they have something else huge to show off at the Game Awards. Because let me tell you right now, Elden Ring is nominated for a shitload of awards, including Game a, of the Year. A fuck ton, yes. It has to have some kind of a presence, and I would not be surprised if this was something they nixed because they were trying to cut time, and they thought, we'll just put it out beforehand. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're getting to about to be about that time for uh, From Software DLC for Elden Ring game count in February, right? So yeah. it's almost time for that. Um, both of these next things, I think I care about one. I don't really care about the other one, but, but, but Dragon Age, Dreadwolf, and or Mass Effect 4. Um, so both of these potentially have quote-unquote appetizers for the show. Dragon, Dragon Age Deadwolf released a new Solus cinematic for Dragon Age Day. I don't know what the fuck that means. And then Mass Effect Legendary Edition is available on PS Plus this month. And these are coincidences that prove nothing, but it hasn't stopped fans from hoping. Bioware yeah. also attended the Game Awards in 2018, skipped 2019, attended 2020, skipped 2021, and this pattern would suggest an appearance this year. Interesting. Thoughts? Thoughts? You going to play the Mass Effect uh, collection now that it's uh I don't existing? know, man. I would like to, yeah, now that it's... I have it. I own it now, so... Maybe. Um, Horizon. Mean, you you kind of sucked it off, so. Yeah, the first two games are great. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Days before the show, details for Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC leaked online, with it said to take place in San Francisco, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles. It is reportedly to. It is reportedly going to be released in April of 2023. Thoughts? So, this one I definitely think is going to be there, and the reason I say that is because the source is our good friend, the snitch over on Twitter. So yeah, definitely think this one's going to be there. All right, this next one, Hideo Kojima is in the United States for the Game Awards. We know that. Yep. He has not been at the Game Awards in a while in person, correct? Right. Yeah. So, and he's been teasing amok uh, everywhere. We know he has two games in development right now. One is with Xbox, and right. one of them is uh, probably Death Stranding 2. So he's released a series of teasers for what is seemingly Death Stranding 2 over the past few months. Given Kojima and Jeff Keighley, friend of the show and host of the Game Awards, close friendship, there is a good chance a proper reveal or maybe another teaser take place at the show. Lock it in. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is the place to do it. Um, you know, we've seen a couple of actresses have been locked in for the project already, uh, including Fanning. someone. Yeah. Dakota wait, Fanning? Wait, wait, wait. No, isn't it Elle Fanning? Ella Fanning, yeah, whatever. Elle Fanning and the woman from Deadpool 2. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Was the Asian disgusting. woman from Deadpool 2. I forget her name. No idea who you're talking about. She's Marina great. Marina Baccarin? She's not Asian. No. no. She played um that ninja character in, De in um, Deadpool 2. I don't remember what her name was, but... He's she, like, life. flirts with them? I don't remember, dude. Whatever. Diablo 4. Insider Gaming has reported that Diablo 4 will be at the Game Awards, with this potentially supported by a document leak in August. Thoughts? We're going to get a beta. Wow. You're going big, huh? Yeah, there's going to be a beta. You playing Diablo 4? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm going to get deep into Diablo 4. I'm going to sink my teeth in. The thing is, Josh, I think you and I are big Diablo fans. We just haven't been in the ethos of Diablo when it was, like, relevant. Um, We got into Diablo 3 a little bit when it was already kind of gone and dead. I think that this is the perfect time for us to get into it. And I think this is a game that we're going to, like, sink a lot of time into, personally. Um, You and I are big fans of Gauntlet and Gauntlet Gauntlet Legacy. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons was even really good. So I, I feel like Diablo 4 is going to be like what we're looking to scratch that itch. And I think we're going to really indig in, in it. I was going to, I almost just said, we're going to really indig it. <clears throat> Indeed. I just ate a piece of ice that tasted like shite. Okay. <laughs> well, what does that say about the water you're drinking, my man? Uh, <clears throat> Final Fantasy 16 producer Yoshi P is confirmed to be at the show with this announcement coming shortly after Final Fantasy 16's potential release date leak online. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna be there and they're gonna they're gonna announce the date. Uh, I think that the game that the snitch was like teasing a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago on Twitter, um, with that weird remember we, we thought it was either Final Fantasy or it was like a Kingdom Hearts type of thing. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> with the with the World War II bunker or whatever it was. Yeah. I think that was Final Fantasy sixteen and I think it was all he posted all of that to kind of signify the date in it in which it's coming out. So all right. Metal Gear Solid 5 remake. Earlier this month, a rumor emerged that Metal Gear Solid 5 is getting a PS5 exclusive remake. The announcement is said to quote unquote come soon, which would seemingly suggest its presence here. I don't think it's a remake. I think it's a port, and I don't think this is happening. So. I've been hearing about this a lot lately. Uh, more specifically, there was a big, big, big recent leak that said it's coming soon, way sooner than everyone thinks. Uh, I don't know if this is something that they would show off at the Game Awards because it's a Kojima thing, but he's obviously no longer a part of Konami. He's no longer a part of Metal Gear. Um, I don't know. Okay. Also, hold on. There's a typo here. It's not a Metal Gear Solid 5 remake. It's a Metal Gear Solid remake for oh, PS5. Sorry. Game Rant fucked up. Um, I, I just called, I caught that myself, and I was like, wait, that's not right. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, people are saying, you know, there's going to be a Blue Point remake of Metal Gear Solid. Um, I almost just said five. Metal Gear Solid. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I again, I don't think this is the place to do it because Kojima is going to be here. He's going to have such a big presence. Jeff is really good friends with Kojima. Is this the place to do that? Right. Fair. In his face, <clears throat> you know? Fair. Um, there are a couple of other things that... I know there's been some circulation and Jeff has said some of it is fake, some of it, who knows. But I think there's a couple other things that make sense to be there. Um, I think Hogwarts Legacy, probably. Um, what do you think about that, yes or no? I think we're so close to that coming out, and I think everyone that's seen it has seen everything that they need to see. Um, I would be surprised if it's there, especially if the show is going to be shorter than usual. Yeah. Dead Space remake? Um, we no, got, I think they're going to be... We just got 18 minutes of gameplay from IGN. Yeah, I think we're I think we're done with Dead Space until that comes out as well. Okay. Or until later next year. Okay. Redfall from Xbox. That game's still cooking. Okay. Returnal for a, uh for a PC port. Yeah, that might happen. And it could be like a, a release date. Okay. For spoken. I love how you're just taking what I say and you're like, yep. <laughs> I, I'm I'm rapid firing. You're commenting. <laughs> for spoken again, that game got delayed. I think that, that it's cooking right now. They're just okay. trying to finish that thing. Okay. Turok. Alright, that is uh that's not even a real thing you're looking at this fake graphic here with i know i know now now i'm going off the deep end turok is not real yes it is 
It's a real game, but this isn't <laughs> not a remake or a new title. Uh, Honey Gamer in the chat, what's up? He says Elden, or they say Elden Ring Goatee. Probably, wow. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We're about to hop in that in a minute. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you have to say about rumors or speculation or anything before we hop into the uh, going through who we think is going to win? I hope that the rumor that the Game Awards is shorter is true. I think Jeff said it himself, though, so it's not much of a rumor. No ads. There's going to be ads. The whole thing is going to be an ad. No ads. Uh, I just hope there's a lot of cool reveals. And there's also, um, like, I want there to be more, like, incentives for watching and, like, giveaways. And, like, you can play a demo right now on your PlayStation or, like, that kind of shit. Like, the drops. I want that. Um there is a giveaway through um, the Game Awards. If you watch it on Steam, you're entered to win a Steam Deck, and they're giving one away every minute, which is pretty, pretty big. Ooh, I, want, I want a Steam Deck. Yes. Even though I have them literally right over here right now, but I want another one. That's right. Um, all right. Let's hop into it proper, Brett. So here's what Hold we're going to do. What? Before we do that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, oh, Half the Cast is sponsored by W Energy. Me trying to uh, head on over battery. to W.GG. You can check out all the cool drinks, cups, merch that they have to offer you. Let me tell you something. Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. So listen, there's no calories, there's no sugar, there's no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff, all of the good stuff. Your current energy drink may cost anywhere between two to three dollars per can. W costs one dollar per drink. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, you find a hard to work or study, use code slick to save on W. That's right, save 10% today on your W.GG order by using code slick S-L-I-C-K at checkout. Doesn't just count on the drinks, it counts on the bottles, the shaker cups, the merch, the t-shirts, the hoodies, the stickers, everything on W.GG. You can use code slick and save 10%. And it helps us out. So that's Thank what I was drinking much. before. Well, it's done, but before uh, the ice I ate tasted like poopy. That's right. Yeah, Christian in the chat says that is the brightest white bottle I have ever seen. I would agree. My well, eyes. Well, you see, in in HQ over here, we have so many lights. You know, I mean, what do you yeah. want from me? Yeah. It says white it's is my skin. Does it say W? No, it's a blended oh, okay. bottle. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I can't even read the text if there's no, text no, on no, it. No, 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 no. Gotcha. There is no skeet in W, but that cup would uh, make you think otherwise, huh? All right, let's hop into it, Brett. So here's what... <laughs> it, was, it was... I'm sure it's, everybody else could hear it fine, but it was so faint in my ears. <laughs> I was like, oh, what was that? I turned it down, actually. I thought cause... I was having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's um, we're done with that. Uh, oh, speaking of, so the I have a Christmas tree up in my house now. Oh wow, you do. A lot of people do. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there is ornaments on the Christmas tree that have little music boxes inside of them. Yeah. And I was sitting in my home last night, and I heard this little. And twinkle. one of them opened up. I heard some of this little twinkling music going off. Is what and I it sounded like this. Out. Hold on, listen, listen closely. What was it, dude? That's exactly what it sounded like. So there was like this little twinkling music going off. And I was wearing my headphones, playing Midnight Suns, you know, getting motion sickness. Right. 
And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I go out, and one of these little music box things starts going off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was weird. Uh, that's it? That's the story? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, wait, what, what else do you want from me? That's it. I played dramatic music. I thought you were about to tell me a tale. That was the tale. The tale was done. What do you want? So I heard this and sound, this music. <laughs> Right. And then I had ghosts pop out of the wall and just have a huge cum shot everywhere, dude. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the uh, not the each category and say who our pick is and who we think is going to win. However, we are not going to do best esports event, best esports coach, best esports team, best esports athlete, best esports game at all. We're not doing any of the esports categories. Okay? Right. Because we don't uh, – the the the, the today junior the fact is the fact of the matter is we don't know enough about those and we don't care so. i think that's fair that like we, if we don't know enough we don't you know we're not going to make a prediction yeah. on something we just know nothing and you know what there's going to be games and categories that i also don't know anything about that we're going to talk about anyway and guess right. what oh well why but, am i so defensive i don't know but we're but doing you it, can so. but if most anticipated game. This is where we're starting. <clears throat> also, wait, give where a are, wait, hold on. Most anticipated game. Where most, is that on this most list? Most anticipated game. And, and Christian's in the chat here is... Look, there's a lot of words here. Damn, yo. Tail, uh, Tails, Sonic, Joke... <clears throat> Jeff. The Tails, joke Sonic, a, Joke, Jeff. Some of those hella fast too, in between trailers and shit. Jeff is just like, yeah, this show. Yeah, that is true. I hope I hope they get rid of... Or they... Oh, dude, I, I need to go away can't speak um i hope they give some awards actual time on stage and other ones not unlike they've done in the years past that makes sense like last year they didn't even announce the uh, art award or something like that right <clears throat> so right i don't like that yeah i'm also recovering from being ill christian so <laughs> That's right. All right. Most anticipated game. The nominees are Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil. Let's see. I got this this shit all over here. Uh, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <clears throat> Brett, this your, is a your choice, and who do you think is going to win? This is a stacked, stacked, stacked list of games. Yeah. The game I'm most anticipated for, the one that I want to play right now, is Resident Evil 4. However, the game that is going to win this award is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Brett, I got to tell you, I fully concur with your choices. Resident Evil 4 is my choice for most anticipated game. Uh, now, that being said, I'm looking forward to all of the games on this list except for Hogwarts Legacy. Um, but I also think you're right, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom will win i think that actually a close second might be hogwarts legacy but you know we'll see not my choice just telling you like it is okay okay um how do i get to the next category here you click next category where is that at the top right there in front of my face okay actually you should okay, i gotta do previous category right best adaptation um so the nominees are arcane League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Uncharted. 
Brett, I got to tell you, my choice is Cyberpunk, and I think Cyberpunk's going to win. Thoughts? Josh, my choice, if I were the one giving this award away, it would go to Cyberpunk Edge Runners. However, I believe Arcane League of Legends Ooh. is going to steal this award. Steal? I've heard good things about Arcane. I can see so that. Um, Christian also says in the chat, the answer here is Sonic or Cyberpunk. Do you see Sonic winning at all? No. Okay. Best debut indie game. Good category. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. <laughs> okay. This one's tough. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can, We can go back and forth, so you can go first. But I do want to say here, Christian says Arcane is a terrible adaptation but because it, it's better than the actual game. That's fair. Agree. All right, you well, go first. So is, so is Cyberpunk. So, that is accurate. That. that is true. There's that. Uh, okay, so this is a tough category, Josh. Best debut indie. This one is tough primarily because Neon White is a game that came out and it was like a sleeper hit has a lot of fans a lot of people buzzing about it a lot of people talking about it and you know what it's a cool game it's unique it's stylish it's dope stray is a game that has just exceedingly it has gone so viral it is beyond the gamers fear and like normies know that this is the game with the cat right yeah that makes it a huge contender here and i mm. I'm tempted to say that this could be the one to win at all because of that. Now, Tunic is another one that I've heard a lot about, but I'm going to tell you right now, I heard more about Tunic when it was on the festival circuit doing conventions and people were playing the demo than I did when it actually came out. When it finally came out, it was already dead. I haven't heard many people talking about it. So Tunic, I'm sorry. Your game's probably awesome. A little Zelda light uh, game. However, we got Link's Awakening, dude, and uh, we don't need you anymore. Vampire Survivors, my personal choice, I'm going to say that now, for the game that I think should win this category of best debut indie. What a phenomenal game. Uh, again, since August now, this has been the number one game on Steam because of the Steam Deck. Um, deservedly so. So the three, I think, and, and Norco, I, have, I haven't played, and I, I honestly have never heard about it ever in my life. So... Neon White, Stray, and Vampire Survivors are the big three here. I'm going to tell you right now, Vampire Survivors is my choice. I think Neon White's going to win this one. What? That's my gut. Wow. All right. I, I My personal choice also is Vampire Survivors, and I think given... Yo, Ant in the chat says, Tunic is fire, Vampire Survivors will probably snag it. I hope Vampire Survivors wins. However, I agree with you, and knowing the voting body of this which 10 percent is a fan vote but a lot of it are gaming outlet people and they're all normies uh, and none of them play video games and all of them actually hate video games and video gamers it's going to be stray i can see that happening and, I, and i'm sorry i apologize for the tunic fans out there don't mean to shit on you but listen we got Link's awakening tunic is Switch. great tunic is cool but it was cool, and then it took too long to come out, and other games did the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Tunic also has the Game Pass effect. That is true. It is on Game Pass. Okay. Let's move on. We have a lot more categories to get through here. We do. Content we do. Creator of the Year. Do we actually even want to talk about this? I do. Okay. I think I don't care about this category. Sorry, I probably just broke Brett's ears. 
Uh, I don't care about this category. Um, I also, I mean, I would say Nibel because I'm biased, but I also don't know if I would call Nibel a content creator. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I was in a thread earlier on Reddit and everyone was kind of shitting all over all the all the entries. And they were like, I only know one person here and all the rest I've never heard of in my life. And I was like, all right, you need to put some goddamn respect on Nibel's name right now, okay? Because I don't think people realize what this man did. Nibel... He posted gaming news and gaming deals on Twitter the second it happened. I'm not talking like he reviewed like we do and put up a podcast. This is a guy who he was strictly a Twitter account. And anytime any news would break, he would be the first person to post it. If you were looking for any updates on like a new announcement, he had it. He did it for free and he did it for years. Unfortunately, he has since retired because it's a thankless job and he never got the credit where credit was due. And I'm going to say Nibel should win. And motherfucker, he's not going to. And that's annoying. But he so should. who is? I think Ludwig is going to win. Mm. Christian says QT Cinderella deserves it the most. Thoughts? Uh, no, Nibel deserves it most. But QT Cinderella is uh, the girlfriend of Ludwig, I heard. Um, really? So it would be interesting if uh, either of them won. Damn. Rip to Nibel's Twitter. Yeah, Nibel was awesome, dude. Best multiplayer game, Call of Duty. Well, Ant-Man, yo, Ant-Man said, rip Nibel's Twitter. He was the man on Twitter. That's right. And it, you know what? He did it for free, dude. That's the best part. He did, he did put some respect on his motherfucking name, all right? All right, best multiplayer, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Shredder's Revenge, Brett, I gotta tell you, this is a terrible category. Um, I haven't played it, but my choice would be TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, out of spite... And I don't think that's going to win at all. I think Call of Duty will probably win. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I have played three of these games. So I've played Multiversus, Overwatch 2, and TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. And my pick would be Shredder's Revenge because um, it's just like the most original and fun out of all of these games here. Overwatch 2 shouldn't be getting any awards in the state that it's in and the state that it released in. And Multiversus, quite frankly, is just a game that exists. So, um, Call of Duty has had a rough launch too, apparently. Yeah. So, I think Call of Duty is going to win. TMNT should win. All right. There you have it. All right. Best sports slash racing game. Do, do we have to talk about this category? I, to be honest with you, dude, I know nothing about any of these except Ali Ali. So, oh, yeah. I hope, I hope it goes to Ali Ali. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the most, um, creative game here on this list. So, yeah. Um, I see. Uh, Christian says Gundam Evolution did Overwatch free to play better than Overwatch. LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Gran Turismo 7, I know, had a really rocky start, too. Like a rocky launch. I forget why exactly, but anyway, yeah. let's move on. There's more categories that we can have a better conversation with. Best Sim Strategy. This is also a category that we don't know a ton about, so I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but the nominees are Dune Spice Wars, Mario Rapid Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Points Campus, and Victoria 3. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this at all, except I didn't know Dune Spice Wars was out, um, which is interesting. And I saw that Mario Rapid Sparks of Hope was on sale, and if you bought it on sale, you got a free copy of the original Mario Rabbids 2 uh, huh. digitally. So... That game must not be doing too too great if they're doing deals like that. So yeah, I also did hear good things about um, Two Point Campus, so that could win. They make a lot of those Two Point games, and and they're all pretty pretty okay. Yeah, Christian says Mario is walking away with this easy peasy. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Best family game, Brett. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. What do you got for me? You want me to go? Yeah. Um, I've only played two games on this list. Okay. Um, those, I'm going to do the thing. Those being? I've played Lego Star Wars, and i played Nintendo Switch Sports. Okay. Very briefly with you. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win this one because okay. Nintendo has four games nominated. So yeah, Nintendo is going to win this one. I think Kirby is probably the best based on what I've seen reception wise. Kirby is probably the best game on this list. Yeah. So that one probably will win. I personally would pick Nintendo switch sports because I just think it's really cool. And it brings me back to the times when we would play Wii sports. Yeah. Are we wrapping up? Is it over? No, I just wanted to hit that real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I definitely think uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is probably the best game on this list. Um, but since I spent the most time with it and I enjoyed it and I think it's good, I think Nintendo Switch Sports would be my pick. Yeah. Okay. Best fighting game. DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Sifu getting a lot of... Um, flack for being on this list i understand why however it's the most non-traditional so that's what i'm going to pick i also have a feeling that it's also going to win so what do you yeah think? i haven't i haven't played sifu yet but i'm gonna i'm gonna pick sifu i think sifu is gonna win and i also want it to win because it is the most different game here it's redefining what a fighting game is because just because it's a fighting game doesn't mean it needs to be a traditional you know 1v1 fighter right sure. um it certainly has fighting in it. So, you know what? Let's let's break some boundaries here. Let's do it. Sifu. You think that's going to win, too? Or is that just yeah. your choice? Okay. Hell yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Get into the big categories now. Best RPG, Elden Ring, Live, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Brett, what do you got for me? I've only played uh, Elden Ring and Pokemon Legends Arceus, but I'm going to tell you right now... Um, this is going to Elden Ring by a landslide. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's it. I agree. That's my choice. That's what's going to win. And if anything else on this list wins over that, it's wrong. Now, Live Alive uh, is a really interesting game, and I did want to. I did want to play it. I just didn't get around to it. But I don't think a two point five D remake of a Super Nintendo game from Japan is going to beat uh, Elden Ring here. So, correct. That's me. I agree. We'll talk more about Elden Ring as we get to the game of the war, game of game of the year conversation. Yeah. All right, best action adventure game, another big category. Brett, Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I think that this is God of War Ragnarok's category, and I also think it's going to win. My choice, and it's going to win. If not, I could see Plague Tale or Horizon winning this. Best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Did God of War truly have great traversal and puzzle solving? No. Actually, now that you've read that, Horizon. Although Tunic's whole premise is the whole game is a puzzle. Right. 
I'm going to say I want God of War to win this because I think God of War deserves every award. Uh, I was blown away by that <laughs> I, game. I agree, but based off of that description, you're right. I, I would agree with you. It'd, it'd go to Tunic, and, uh, you know, unless Stray has some cool traversal and Does puzzle not. solving. Does not. And, yeah, it's going to Tunic, man. Does not. I almost platinum Stray. I plat- let's, let's be clear. I platinum God of War. I'm missing one trophy for Horizon Forbidden West, and it's all post-game content. And I... The only thing I didn't do in Stray was the um, speed run. So let's let's look at our Christian says Plague Tale. No, can't win any awards because it runs at 30 FPS. I want to play it. I'm with him there. Yeah, me too. When it doesn't run at 30 FPS. Yeah. He said Horizon, though. Yeah. For your descriptor. Yeah, I I actually think Horizon is probably the best game for that. Yeah. Do you think Horizon will win? I don't know, and I, it, it really depends. I think when you and I are doing these predictions, we are sticklers with the way they describe this category, and we pick the best game that fits for that category description. I don't know if that's necessarily how they're voting, you know? Yeah. But if you're asking me which game here is the best out of all of them, I'm picking God oh, of War. Well, but if you're asking me which answer. game has the best, you know, combat, traversal, and puzzle solving, the combat's certainly there. In God of War Ragnarok, I just don't know if the traversal was fantastic. Well, certainly not the puzzle solving with it. And not the puzzle like, solving. Yeah, this is the answer, you. Hey, Dad, why don't you try? Father, why don't you move this rock? Yeah, it's like, I didn't even get to the area. You have to solve the puzzle. Yeah. Right. All right, let's move on. Best action game, Bayonetta 3, COD, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Seafood, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Best action game. For the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. Well, Brett, Sifu. Sifu. Yeah. <laughs> For the answer to both of the questions, who's going to win and who do I think should win? Sifu. Banana yeah. the three, I've heard middling things about. Definitely not COD. Neon White, I don't know if you could argue that with a. Neon White is, I think, the thing that everyone you know, talks about the most is like its traversal and combat together are what makes it cool. Yeah. So Christian says, I want Neon White to win, but Sifu or TMNT, I'm taking the win. Okay fair come on best vr ar i don't actually think we have we could probably say much about these but um after the fall among us vr bone lab moss book 2 and red matter 2 for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality irrespective irrespective of platform thoughts brett i know bone lab is really popular uh it's like the g mod of vr I'm inclined to say that, but I also, you know, I'm a huge fan of Moss yeah. and Moss Book 2. I haven't gotten a chance to play, but I've always wanted to. And I'm sure that game is fantastic as well. But I think I'd be a dumb idiot to not choose Among Us VR as the game that's going to win here. Really? Oh, Christian literally just agreed with you in the chat. Yeah. Because of normies? Oh, one million percent. Yeah. All right. Well, and just it's it's spread too. like that is a, you know, among us is huge. Yeah. Well, so I'll uh, just assimilate your opinion into my own because I don't have much else to add. That's fair. Innovation and accessibility as dust falls, got over Ragnarok, return to Monkey Island, the last of us part one and the quarry. Brett. I think. I would pick the last of us part one, and I think that's what's going to win as well. I have no opinion. I don't have any uh, accessibility needs. I don't really, you know, mess around with these features that often. 
Um, I know that Sony first party games are kind of the king at adding accessibility features. So yeah. I would not be surprised if it was God of War or The Last of Us. Yeah, I feel like God of War had even less, though, than Last of Us Part 2. And that came out way before it. So, yeah, Last of Us Part 2, Part 2 and nuts. But this is Last of Us Part 1. Right. But it added so, a many the same. OK, I, I never played it, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I never played this version of the game, I should okay. say. Um, Ant says Last of Us in the chat says Last of Us because of how hard Naughty Dog goes with accessibility. That's true. Yeah, Sony first party, man. They really slap. All right, let's keep rolling here because we have we have still the biggest ones to get to. Best community support. God, uh, there's a game on here that needs to get off this list. Apex right away. Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite and No Man's Sky. Uh, Apex Legends. I, I I'm so off of Apex. I truly don't even know what's going on in that world. Uh, Destiny 2, I know that the fans are upset right now about certain DLC costing money. Mm -hmm. Like, they're literally drip-feeding them like a hamster drinking out of the uh, the water. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is just a thing that exists and has its own audience, and it just, you know, happens to be a thing. Fortnite continues and continues and continues to blow people away with what they add to the game, okay, uh, to whatever value Nanite, that has. Including Nanite, they released the Unreal Engine 5. Nanite? Nanite. Oh, Nanite. The Unreal Engine 5 version of Fortnite, which apparently is Nanite. mind-blowing. Right. I heard it looks really good and runs yeah. really well. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and No Man's Sky is a game that I could see winning this as well, because what a transformation that game has undergone over the years. Yeah. So, I that's think, great and all, but I think it's I, Fortnite. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd pick Fortnite, and I think it will go to Fortnite. Yeah. Best mobile game, Apex, Diablo, Genshin, Marvel, Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Brett, Marvel and Marvel. Marvel Snap is the game that I want to win. It's the one that I personally play out of all of these mobile games. Uh, but I think Genshin Impact is going to take this award. Uh, that's, a, that's a valid point. Once again, I will assimilate my uh, opinion with yours. Well, listen, don't, don't do that because then you make me look like I'm the mobile game expert here. No, I, don't I, don't, I just don't have anything else to say. Okay. I just don't. You would know you know uh, better than I do. And I agree with you on the Genshin front. <clears throat> yeah, Genshin is interesting because they are actually rewarding players in game for every game award they win. Um That's cool. so there's one that is a fan voted award for the game awards, and it is just dominating. That and the Sonic fans, uh for Sonic, uh whatever the new Sonic game is called. Um yeah, fans are just going nuts. So yeah. all right. <clears throat> Best indie. All right, here we go. Cult of Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, Tunic. Brett, this is actually a pretty competitive category. It is. I don't know where we're at right now, but if you want to go first, I don't know. I I, 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 I've only really played Stray in this and a little bit of Tunic. And I played the Cult of Lamb demo, which I did not like. Well, let's read the description uh, for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Like, what is the most creative game here? I mean, art style wise, I would go with Neon White or Cult of Lamb. Like art direction. Yeah, I don't know. Christian says Neon White. Yeah, I'm leaning that way. I am leaning that way. Okay. I don't know if... You know, this is normally a category I, I think we would pride ourselves on. 
if I had to go with a gut, I, I don't have a personal choice, truthfully. I mean, Stray is really the only one I play deeply, and I don't really think it deserves it <laughs> compared to some of these other ones. Right. Um, I have heard great things about Sifu. I've heard great things about Neon White. Cult of the Lamb was not for me, and Tunic was excellent. So I think this could go anywhere. Yeah. I'm going off of popularity, maybe Neon White. So I don't know. I think, it, you know, it's interesting because usually the Game Awards are a great place to learn more about games that you might not know of. Like the um, games, game, uh, what's the one award called for the... Uh, games for it? Change. Games for Change is a great category, which we haven't gotten to yet, um, because it always shows us a couple of games that like are really impactful that we might not have even heard of. And I think what's interesting is like for the best indie game category, I've heard of all of these. I know of all of them. Um, and they've all gotten really good reviews and like, you know, they're really well talked about people like they're popular games. So this is a tough year. There's a lot of good indie games. I mean, there's some indie games that aren't even here that I would like to see here. I think, uh, you know, Vampire Survivors is up for best debut. Uh, that could certainly be best indie game. So I, I concur. Save it for quitting. Both Ant and Christian say it's Neon White. So we're going with Neon White. I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. Best ongoing game. Oh, God. Can we just say it's Fortnite. Fortnite or Genshin and move on? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, games for impact. Speaking of oh, games for impact, I thought it might have been games for change before. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, a memoir blue as dusk falls. Citizen sleeper. Endling. Extinction is forever. Hindsight and I was a teenage exocolonist. I've heard a lot of things about as dusk falls and I was a teenage exocolonist. If I'm going off of that, I don't have an opinion. I haven't played any of them. If I'm going off of what I've heard, it's I was a teenage exocolonist. But Brett, I'll turn it over to you. I don't have an opinion because I've never played any of these games. The only one I've even heard of is As Dusk Falls. Um, and I didn't hear great things about that one, nor did I like the the style yeah. that it was in. So um, I'm going to abstain from answering this one because I have no knowledge. But like I said, this is a great category because you are seriously learn like you're getting these awesome games that you might not have heard about. And you know what? Whatever one wins, that's the one I'm going to play first. So there you have it. Compete for Brett's attention. That's right. All right. Best performance. Great category. I also love Christopher Judge's picture here. So this is awarded to an individual for voice over act voice over acting motion and or performance capture. Ashley Birch for Aloy and Horizon Forbidden West. Charlotte McBurney uh, for a, the main character in A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, Christopher Judge for Kratos and God of War Ragnarok. Manon Gage for the main character in Immortality. She plays several characters. And then Sonny Soljic for Kratos, or Atreus in God of War Ragnarok. Brett. Brett, 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 Brett. This is tough. This is tough because here's the thing. I've experienced, except for Plague Tale, so I'm going to abstain from that. I've experienced all of these people's performances. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to Plague Tale, and it's not going to Sunday Soljikok, Soljik, Soljik, whatever his name is. It's not It's not happening. I'm telling you right now, it's not happening. Christian says it's young Atreus because of the choices he made for himself. No way. Sonny, what does that... No. Wait, wait. It's Atreus, but what does that have to do with any... His I performance. Th I think his performance was the weakest one out of anybody in that game. Truthfully, I do. And I don't even think it's bad. I'm just saying it, I think it's the weakest. And compared to Christopher Judge and Men Gage. Oh, I see what he's saying. And Ashley Birch. I don't think so. 
So those would be my top three. Um, I think. Go ahead. I think that Atreus, where you and you kind of put it in my head, we're a little biased for his performance because he's a little bitch in the beginning of the game, but he's supposed to be because he grows mm-hmm. into a, a man. Um, and I remember you telling me that you're like, dude, he's such a little bitch in this game. Like I, and I, I, I went into it with that. But I did grow to love Atreus. I love Atreus too. I'm just saying, out of every, compared to everybody else on the list, except for Plague Tale, I don't know. I just don't think he's the strongest. Can I tell you something? What? Ashley Birch, and I mentioned this in a previous video when we went over who was nominated initially. Ashley Birch does not get the credit that she deserves for her performances in so many different projects that she's been in. She is phenomenal. She is a phenomenal voice talent. Yeah. And. Uh, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Her, her performance in Horizon as Aloy is her best performance of her entire life. She is really incredible in that and really gives it her all. And Aloy makes me laugh and is awesome. And I love that game. But here's the thing that I'm going to tell you. Christopher Judge deserves this award more than anybody else. His performance as Kratos affected me the most. I think... He gave the best performance, and I think he will win, and he's also my personal choice. Yeah, I am with you. Um, I did, you know, when we first did this, um, when, when they first revealed who was nominated, I had not finished God of War Ragnarok yet. Uh, I have finished God of War Ragnarok, and that video game has made me cry. It has made me tear up. I was very emotional playing God of War Ragnarok, and that is not a spoiler. Um, the performance the performances between Sonny and Christopher judge were great and their dynamic is fucking fantastic. But Christopher judge puts on such a great performance as this character. He really understands this character. He understands who this character used to be, even though he did not voice Kratos originally, he understands who Kratos is now. Um, I, I think that he just is such a breath of fresh air for this character and what the character needed in order to be who Kratos is now. And a lot of it, a lot of the performance that he does as Kratos, he said is credited towards his own children. It's for them. Like he is just phenomenal. And, uh, he, I, you know, I, I wish he was my dad. He's, uh, he's awesome. So Christopher judge, you're getting the award. And, uh, that's my pick. What else can you say? Made me cry. All right. Best audio design. Uh, we'll fly through the next couple of these pretty quickly here. Um, Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Grand Prismo 7, Horizon, Forbidden West. Thoughts, Brett? We're on audio? Yeah. Um, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. It's and it's like, God. do you count... Yeah, but do you, do you count like the score? No, that's a separate category. Yeah, I don't know. I think Elden Ring. Um, I that's think where that, I'm leaning. I think God of War and Horizons are great. Um, <laughs> Christian says Gran Turismo will take it for cargo room noises, but I think as far as I thought about that, the 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 audio as far as knowing exactly what's going on in the world and how it fully fully immerses you i think it's elden ring and i think that's what should win but 
we'll see who actually wins. I, I don't know. I, I could see it going to Gran Turismo for reasons that Christian just stated. So, yeah, I I even play like all these Sony first party games like Horizon and, and God of War with uh, the Sony 3D Pulse headphones with the 3D on and all. And I got to tell you, I wasn't that impressed with God of War um, in terms of audio design. Now, the score is one thing. If we're talking oh, the yeah. score, well, we're going then, to in a minute. Then that's a tough one. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I, I don't think God of War or Horizon necessarily had great audio design. Okay. So, yeah, give it to Elden Ring. Got it. Best score music. Here we go. This is so fucking hard. No, this is so easy. You have Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Metal Hellsinger, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I know where you're going with it, but it's just, I think it's a little more, it's not as cut and dry as oh, I think it's. It. I think it's plain cut and dry and we talked about it in our nominees thing here's the thing metal hellslinger slaps all right well that i'm not Z- even talking about metal xenoblade is fine plague tale is awesome sure i haven't heard any of the music from plague here's tale. the thing elden ring while it is a um masterpiece of a score from a technical standpoint i mean let's give some credit here you know one of the things that you pointed out to me is that there is a boss that has a certain theme that is very good and then there's another boss with a theme that is also very good. And there's a part in the game where you play and you fight against both of those bosses at the same time. And they organize and compose those tracks in a way that they can play at the same time right. and complement each other. And right. that is Chef's right. Kiss. It absolutely is. But, but I'm telling you right now, my man. But. I'm telling you right now. I'm not listening to any of these other soundtracks right now on Spotify constantly. Right. Okay? You know what I am listening to? is God of War. You know what? Come on. Come on. I have nothing else to tell you other than God of War is my pick and it better fucking win because Bear McCreary poured his heart and soul into that soundtrack and it's fucking incredible. Read the description. Outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, original song, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Christian says God of War is good. Hazier and Bear McCreary. Christian says God of War is good, but it's not as vast as the amount of music that Elden Ring has that all slaps. Maybe. But I'm here to tell you, I platinum both, and I'm telling you it's God of War. Yeah, I'm with you. Bear McCreary is king. I have nothing else to say on the matter. I will not be taking any questions. Do you have anything else to add, Brett? No. Best art direction, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, Stray for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Brett? This is a tough one. No, it's not. Because Stray has built a awesome world and universe. Art direction's awesome. Scorn is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Despite what the game actually is and plays like, Scorn is a, you know, an art director's dream game, right? Horizon Forbidden West, I did not play enough of it to really have an opinion, but there was nothing in that that I was like, damn, that's really cool artistic thing that they did there. God of War Ragnarok... I just I'm thinking about the set pieces. I'm thinking about the attention to detail that my man's tooth was knocked out and it was literally there. If you could look later, um, attention to detail like that. 
but then you got Elden Ring, which is a massive, massive open world game that has such an attention to detail as well. You know, the art direction is, is beautiful, but technical achievement. Elden, <laughs> Elden Ring, Ring is not that. Elden Ring suffers here in that category. So I think, and you're going to call me crazy for this, Josh. I think Scorn is going to win this. I agree. Okay. And I I want God of War to win this. And oh, am I, I disagree on that. Am I recency bias in God of War? Yes. But here's what I'm going to tell you. War. I platinumed Elden Ring. I told you before and tell you again. Just so all the haters in the comments will leave me alone. I platinumed Elden Ring. Platinum God of War. I almost platinum Horizon. Literally one trophy. I almost platinum Stray. Just the speed run. This is your category. I played really. Scorn for maybe two hours. I fucking hate that game. I think it's terrible gameplay-wise. I'm never going to play it again. But I'll tell you what. The fucking art direction for that game is better than all these other games combined. That game is my choice. That's what's going to win. And if it doesn't win, you're wrong. Okay. That's all I have to tell you. I also might be biased towards H.R. Geiger. But... Oh, do you unskilled person of... Fuck. Well, let me tell you something about this. Hi, I want to offer you promotion on your channel. Hi, I want to offer you a ban. Um, Ant in the chat says, Scorn has art direction and fart direction. How do you beat that? That's right. Damn, that's a good point. All right. Thank you, unskill macro, whatever your face is. You're not banned. Welcome to the channel. All right, let's go. Best narrative. All right. I know we're we're running a little bit long here, Brett, but these are the meaty ones, all right? Yeah. Best narrative. Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Plague Tale, I cannot comment on. I've heard good things. Okay. Again, Platinum Elden Ring, Platinum God of War, 100% at Horizon. <laughs> I am at the end of Immortality, but I'm not beating it because I want to collect all of the reels for it before I beat right. it outstanding storytelling and narrative in a game development in a game in a my game development my personal pick is god of war it really is okay no game affected me the way that god of war did on this list with all of my time with them i loved horizon i love immortality elden ring I don't even know if it should be in this category. Um, I My personal pick is God of War. I don't think it's going to win, though, for best narrative. I really don't, and I just have that sneaking suspicion, and I couldn't tell you out of the other ones that will win, but I have a sneaking suspicion it could actually be Plague Tale, which I think is a fucking absolute joke, by the way. Ah, okay, I see that. Anyway, that's all I really have for you. My choice is God of War. I think it's a toss-up. Who wins? I can see that being a steal there. Um, I see what you're saying when you say Elden Ring shouldn't be nominated for this category, but I think it does do storytelling, but it does it in its own Dark Souls way where you know you have to find out everything yourself. And, yeah, you know, but narrative and it does have a deep lore. I mean, the world they built, the, yeah, the narrative, yeah, the world they built. They don't they build, develop the narrative themselves, though. What does that have to do with anything? You have to find the narrative. Oh, whatever. I see what you mean. Yeah. He developed the narrative with George R. R. Martin and all, all right. but yeah, whatever. Um, 
I think that you're right. I mean, it could be a steal in terms of like a play tail. I'm sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. This was a bad year for you, man. You're just gonna get fucked in every category. I think just like I did last time with uh, Zelda. Yeah, I forgot about that. That sucked. <laughs> oh, that sucked for them. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think Horizon is. This is a, a separate conversation. But I don't think Horizon is. The, it's the not greatest. as it's not as narratively strong as God of War. Or Last of Us. There's no way. And I love specifically Forbidden West's story. I think it's really awesome. But it's not the best. So, um, honestly, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, What's your choice? I mean, I, I want God of War to win. Mm-hmm. I want God of War. I agree with you that it could be Plague Tale or Elden Ring. I know you said you said Plague Tale, but I'm saying I agree with you. It could be Plague Tale, um, but I think Elden Ring could steal it too. Okay. Wacky third option is Immortality, which is I mean, could you great. imagine? It's very Dude, interesting. Immortality is up for so many awards, and I feel like nobody talks about it. It's a game that I saw one day and I told you about, and like we're the only ones that I know that have ever even talked about this game. Yeah. All right. L- last two categories. <clears throat> Best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design elden ring god of war horizon immortality stray josh brett this one is going to elden ring i agree that's my personal choice and i think that's who we won can I tell you why? Please do. Once again, have pretty much platinum and 100% at all of these games. Okay. I think I know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. Love God of get War. get it, dude. Love God of War. Really do. Love Horizon. Truly do. Love Immortality. Very, very much do. Stray, I think, is fine. Tell you what Elden Ring has that the rest of these games don't trust in its player trust that their player is going to do am i wrong that's great yeah that was awesome it trusts its player as much as i love god of war leave me alone let me play you do not play me horizon leave me alone let me play you do not play me immortality you don't even really play stray there's a clunky mess at points. Elden Ring gets out of its own way and lets you experience it. And it takes you through its world in ways that are creative, that are directed from a design perspective, that don't get in your way. You're not inundated with menus and tutorials. And it is a game that is meticulously crafted that lets you play it and experience it. And the game leads you, it does not play you. You can do it however you want. Here's the world, go explore. And that takes meticulous crafting and direction and design. Wow. You, I could not have said it any better than that. Uh, I don't even know what to say to follow that up. Um, I think God of War might have stood a chance if, uh, and no, you know, no ill will towards the the director of God of War Ragnarok, but let's just say Cory Barlog was not at the helm this time, and 
Hmm. Um, I think a lot of a lot of this, a lot of that game direction <laughs> stuff, besides the narrative, was kind of already laid out with the previous God of War. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is going to Elden Ring. All right. And then last but certainly not least, Brett, game of the year. Game of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The nominees are the same as the previous category, minus... Which is insane. Yeah. Or with the addition of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which doesn't even make sense to me. All these other games are nominated leading up to this with all this stuff. I know people love Xenoblade. Let's just get Xenoblade out of the way. Let's just get Stray out of the way. Those games aren't it. Yeah, They're, it's not happening. I'm even going to argue that a Plague Tale Requiem is not it. <laughs> the only three strong contenders here are Elden Ring, Ragnarok, and Forbidden West. I agree, and I want to play Plague Tale. Don't get me wrong, but a I'm game, not saying I don't. A game yeah. that runs at 30 FPS is not winning Game of the Year. Okay, I don't think that is what they're considering. But well, okay. I would be because that's a joke. Okay, everything. That we said for the last category, Brett, I think applies to this. But I'll I'll let you go ahead first. It's your turn. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. This is the overall best game that has released this year. Yeah. This is a really, really, really good game of the year category. For these three? Yeah. Y- yes. I mean, when you have a year where Stray squeaks its way into Game of the Year, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the best Game of the Year nominees ever. But um, well, I mean, listen, it has three really strong contenders for sure. But I really sure. think the only two contenders are got to warn Elden Ring. But it's just, it's just. I I agree with you. Um, listen, I'm going to make this plain and simple with you. I loved Elden Ring. Elden Ring, and you can kind of already see where I'm going with this, but Elden Ring. Like you said, for everything it does right, um, it did not emotionally impact me. I was not affected by by Elden Ring, except when I go, yo, that was so fucking cool. Or when I get emotionally affected by, yo, I want to fucking kill myself right now. Uh, This game is trash, and I hate it, and it's so hard, and I just want to die. Sure, it emotionally affects me that way. But that aside, nothing... This year has affected me in gaming as much as God of War Ragnarok. Uh, And I know it's not the game that makes you feel award, but in terms of the game that did the most for me, the game that gave me, you know, the most bang for my buck. It told me a beautiful story and a beautiful world uh, with beautiful acting and beautiful characters. Um, That's God of War Ragnarok, man. The cast of characters we have in this game are unlike any other. Um, the thing about Elden Ring that really is disappointing is the thing that makes it so great in that you said you said it perfectly. They let you do it all. They, they put the trust in you. They put the controller in your hand and they say, go ahead and do it. And I think that that's the biggest draw and also the biggest flaw in Elden Ring is they can't control the experience 100%. And in doing so, it opens up certain situations. Um it opens up certain flaws and certain things that you might not notice otherwise. So Elden Ring is great and it is a phenomenal game. And it, you know, 
it is the the Dark Souls of this generation. It is going to influence you know so many other games moving forward. And if this was the influence award, like yeah, I mean, <laughs> so many Soulsborne games exist now because of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, right? And I'm sure a lot of games are going to take inspiration from Elden Ring, but the whole package, everything you want in a video game or anything I want in a video game for that matter, is God of War Ragnarok. And that was a long-winded answer, but basically, Elden Ring, you're you're pretty good, and I love you, and you are a great game, but move over, because God of War Ragnarok is game of the year. I agree for everything that you said. And I'll make one addition and one disagreement, actually, with what you said. The one addition is the technical field. Elden Ring not a technical marvel i know it's an no. world game but in every way compared to a lot of other games on this list not plague tale since it runs at 30 fps um elden ring is not a technical achievement design art achievement certainly gameplay achievement certainly technical achievement no M- marred with issues at launch right still doesn't run great a lot of things and I'm going to make a disagreement with you on the fact that this is not the Fields Award. For me, it is. And Interesting. We have I, someone in the chat that said it's not. I know. And I think that a lot of people that are part of the voting body for this, right, will vote feelings. That's a human thing. God of War is my personal choice. And it's the game that affected me the most emotionally. I think it is the best technical game on this list. Right, it runs at 120 FPS on PlayStation 5. It's immaculate. One take. It's beautiful. It is, you know, I did have a few issues, but it, virtually no flaws, no issues. Horizon did have some at launch. It's a, it's a technical marvel, and I know it's technically a PS4 game, but so is Horizon Forbidden West. And the narrative that it tells is in large in scope, but really, really, really focused in its characters right really really tightly controlled well-presented narrative and i think back about our conversation about um last of us part two years ago and we voted with our hearts then and it won and that's what i'm gonna do again now and i love Elden ring i think it's a fantastic fantastic game but to me you can't beat character and narrative and God of War has that, and it also has that technical stuff for it as well. So, yeah. And also, I know Ant says that it's going to take it because it's still in the public consciousness. You would think that, but it's actually not if you look at the charts. It's not charting. Really? Any, it's not charting anymore. So, not that it won't get a bump, and not that it wasn't. I mean, it was a zeitgeist game. It led the charts for months, and it probably lost last month because of God of War, but. I don't really think that has to do with it. I think recency could play into it too. And if you look at the voting body, I think that it's going to go to God of War because a lot of those people don't like that there's no UI clutter all over the place. I um, I want to celebrate Elden Ring, even though it's not my pick, because, you know, the Souls franchise started off as this niche thing that even I was unaware of for a long yeah. time. And it started from the bottom, quite literally, and now we're here. And it's not for everyone. And I think even Christian puts it here in, in chat. He says, uh, I think Elden Ring wins, blah, 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 blah. That's coming from a dude who played for two hours, right? So the game is clearly not for everyone. But that game was in that public zeitgeist for a long time, to Ant's point. 
And a lot of people, you know, talked about this game and literally in our words, sucked it off. Right. Elden Ring is a game that it did get a lot of talk. And you know what? God of War Ragnarok didn't. It's like God of War Ragnarok is a game like you had to play the first one. So there's that that barrier there. And it's like no one's really talking about it. But with the people that are talking about it, nothing but praise. Right. And I'm not trying to compare the two in that regard. I'm just I'm just trying to like see how they stack up here. I I, I want to just say, congrats Elden Ring, congrats Miyazaki, congrats From Software to where you were able to take this style of game from the bottom all the way to the game of the year, you know, category. Who would have thought they, that? Like, they've been here before. Sekiro, remember? Right. I'm not, and I'm not saying, but I, I did not think Sekiro stood a fucking chance then. Yeah. Um, well. This time they do. They they really do have a, a really good chance of winning the Game of the Year award and many other awards as well. So who would have thought, you know, Dark Souls could eventually be Game of the Year. Demon Souls could eventually be Game of the Year material, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, good luck to both games. Good luck to well, all the games in this category, really. I mean, what a huge, what a huge upset it could be if Stray or Xenoblade... <laughs> If, take this award i've never played xenoblade so i'm not going to comment on it but if stray fucking wins or if plague tale wins got a fucking plague tale wins dude look out for the fucking back to 30 fps it's fine let's just fucking give him money who cares i love how that's the one thing you care about i can't fucking stand it dude it makes me sick it makes me sick so to, to wrap it up brett we're saying yeah. god of War ragnarok is haptic intel's 2022 game of the year correct And the only thing you have to know is that my desktop background is literally the God of War logo. So there you go. Listen, are we biased a little bit? Sure. Do I give a fuck? Absolutely. It's just, it's our cup of tea. It's what we like. You know, if you're watching this, you probably are like-minded and you probably, unless you watched watching us for the first time, you're probably like-minded and that you might agree with us. Um, but I'm not saying any of those games are bad games. You well, can certainly disagree with us. For sure. You don't have to agree. Um, but you know, you have to see our point. And I know people like our friend Dan that are like, fuck all Sony first party narrative games. They all they all suck. They're all, you know, and he's like a true Elden Ring. Like that's the only game Dan plays are the Souls games. Yeah, but right? Dan didn't fucking platinum Elden Ring and spend 90 hours in it, did he? No. And I did right. and I platinum both. And I'm telling you that God of War is better. So that's right. I also platinum uh, Elden Ring. That's right. You did. There's that. Discussion right. over. So I look forward to watching the Game Awards uh, this Thursday night. Hopefully they're good. Hopefully they're not bad. And um, that's that. All right, Brett. We've had a long one here. What do you have to tell the people before we wrap up? So we're going to be interviewing award-winning actor, director, and writer Josh Rubin, uh, most notably known for Werewolves Within, the uh, horror film starring uh, Sam uh, Richardson. Richardson. And... uh, I don't remember the female's name, but she is my I have a big crush on her, dude. The AT&T woman. Um, he's also in the movie. His directorial debut, Scare Me, mm-hmm. with Aya Cash from The Boys. She played Stormfront. And I got to tell you, dude. She's also my crush. Yeah, um, awesome. I Josh Rubin just only works with uh, women that I'm like. You're my crush, dude. So um, anyway, <laughs> Brett's horny on Maine right now, dude. <laughs> Um, we're going to be interviewing Josh Rubin. We're really excited for that. 
So uh, look forward to that. That's on Friday. We're going to be posting that next Tuesday. So no podcast next Tuesday. Well, there is going to be a podcast next Tuesday, but it's going to be our episode with Josh Rubin talking horror, talking uh, werewolves within, talking scare me, talking blood relatives, his newest projects and uh, all the cool stuff that he's done. So wounded fawn, wounded fawn. So, yeah, be excited for that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And make sure you're obviously following and subscribing us on all platforms everywhere. We're everywhere, folks. Links are in the description. Yes. All right, Brett, that's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks okay. for watching. Okay, goodbye. I still have the fucking werewolf up. Oh, Josh, do I have a hot mic? Unfortunately, you do, Morgan Freeman. You did not ask me what I thought the Game of the Year award was going to be. What is Morgan Freeman's Game of the Year? The game that is going to win Game of the Year 2022 is Garfield Cart. Is a what? The Tan Garfield. Garfield what? Cut? Cart. Cart? Garfield Cart. Yes. I, I don't, I've never even heard of that, Mr. Morgan. There's a cart racer game. You can get it on Steam for $1. There you go. Drunk Morgan Freeman's Game of the, game year, of the is year is Garfield Cart. You know what, Josh? Why don't you just get off your high horse with your God of War Ragnarok? And suck my mother. <laughs>